Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grants, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Superstar PR. I'm honestly yearning for such a treat today because my goal is always to bring you the people I think are so interesting and inspiring. And today I have this young lady who is the senior contributor at Forbes Women and the founder of The Writer's Block, a full-service celebrity ghostwriting agency, a purpose-driven entrepreneur with a storied career where she doesn't have a pen in her hand. You'll find her mentoring millennial women and delivering university guest lectures on entrepreneurship. She fulfills a passion to light up dull classroom curriculums with real-world experience, and she has it. Oh my God, her story, unbelievable. And she's a mental health advocate and public speaker, widely known for using clever wit and candor to help young adults see beyond the limits of their circumstances. She founded New Girl on the Block, a mentorship program in 2015, and today has helped more than 200 women successfully launch full-time businesses or profitable side hustles. She recently graduated from the Women's Leadership Program at Yale School of Management. And when she is not working, she's an active member of a chess club and loves to volunteer. Her name is Pollyanna, and I'm such a fan. You can tell me a character-defining career moment, you know? where I say to you, Pollyanna, it was one of those moments that you're going to tell your kids about. It was like a holy shit. What's your career defining moment? <laughs> um, I mean, when I was in my twenties, I was so reckless. Um, I was confident. I was fearful at the same time. I was willing to take so many risks, a career defining moment for me. So you have to fight for what you want. And that requires pitching yourself. It requires self-promotion. And so in my early 20s, I um, found a CEO that I really wanted to work with um, in a creative capacity. And I emailed him and I tracked the email and I saw that he opened it, but he didn't respond. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But I was really impatient. When you're young, you're just so hungry and gritty and scrappy and super impatient. So I um, was on his company website and on his social media. And I realized that he was having a company party um, within the next few days. So actually I scheduled a free tour of the facility so I can find out the lay of the land. And then with the next few days, I actually rolled up with one of my friends to the company party and crashed it. And we're the only people of color in the room. It's a tech company um, here in Toronto. And I remember feeling really small when I got there because I was like, shit, now that I'm here, I have to have, I have to actually show up. I have to have something to say. And he's going to think I'm psycho because I emailed him two days ago. And he's gonna be like, why are you here? Um, so I, I actually turned around and I went back to the lobby. Um, he was on the second floor. I was, you know, I went back to the lobby crying. And after I dried my tears and my friend gave me a, a, a pep talk, I turned around to go back up to the second floor to meet him and say hi, introduce myself. And he was literally right behind me. And so I waved and I said, Jason. And he, you know, he kind of looked at me precariously and he was like, hi. And I said, 
I'm the ghostwriter from Toronto. I emailed you two days ago. And he's like, oh, he's like, hey, he's like, what's up? And I'm like, do you have two minutes? And he's like, sure. So we went and sat down on the bench and I got some time with him. And that incident was like really um, monumental for me because it helped me to realize that you have to take up space. You have to raise your hand. You have to advocate for yourself. And it was like the start of a plethora of other opportunities that I earned because I wasn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't necessarily afraid because I'm afraid of a lot of things, but because I was just willing to do what other people weren't willing to do. I think that's like the best story ever. And Polly, I'm not going to lie. I think I've done similar shit. I've just been like, no, it's not an option. And if you want to survive, you just got to go do what you need to do. That's a cool story. Okay. Wow. Like, I think I'm going to tell my kids that story one day because you weren't lazy about any of that. Okay. So I guess that ties into my next question because I feel like that could be the answer to my next question, but a proud career moment. One of those moments where you were like, oh, oh, wait, wait, pause. That's wicked what I just did. I would say a proud career moment was my team had the opportunity. And when I say my team, I mean my ghostwriting agency. My team of writers had the opportunity to pen remarks for a speaker who spoke at George Floyd's funeral. And um, we've had 2020 brought an incredible amount of opportunities where we were the go-to agency to help people in positions of power articulate their message. I think that people were very mindful of how the, of their delivery. They had to navigate cultural, societal, and generational sensitivities. They were afraid of cancel culture. They were afraid of, you know, losing their livelihoods. And so, you know, there are people who are vocal and people who are really silent for many reasons. And so I, 2020 will go down as the year that I was extremely proud of myself for taking the leap, starting this agency. And it really, really confirmed to me that the mission that I'm on is not just purpose-driven, but it's relevant and important in today's uh, society. Yes, you know, Pollyanna, I think that now we're faced with a time in life where those of us who didn't speak, and I, I, I got you know, I was treated on for thyroid cancer after years of not speaking what I saw was wrong, just swallowing what I saw was wrong. And then I had a Chinese doctor say to me, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Now, if you get a second chance, you have to say what you see is wrong. Interesting, right? Yeah. Ah, Well, I think you're amazing. And I think 2020 for you, I mean, I mean this honestly, Pollyanna, what I see for you is like, I have chills. That's how good it gets. Thank you. I received that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you, and you got that, right? Okay. Now, um, the question I have for you and the next question is like on resiliency, because I consider you to be a person of resilience. And I remember with our, our original podcast date, you said, I need to not do this because I have to manage my mental health right now. And I respected that so much. I was like, this is a gift. When a person knows I have nothing for you in this moment, how did you get here? Um, how did I get to the realization that I needed to put boundaries in place for the sake of my mental health? I mean, I've lived with depression, anxiety, my entire life. I was diagnosed in 2010. Um, I've battled with suicide attempts and ideation. And so for me, I mean, as you mature and get older, I mean, there's individual therapy and group therapy and, and, um, uh, medication and working out and music therapy. Like there's so many things that I've 
had to do in order to experiment with what my recovery process would look like. And so it's just, to me, it just doesn't make any sense to force anything, right? Um, It doesn't make any sense to put myself in a position where I will be anxious, where I'm not fully present, where I can't show up as my best self. And so if I have to say no to someone or an opportunity, I never feel bad about that. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, like I just, I just don't feel bad. Like it can always be rescheduled. And if it can't, then it just wasn't meant for me. So um, I, I mean, I started saying no a very long time ago. That has never, you know, it hasn't really been an issue for me. I don't, I never feel the need to take on more than I can carry. Oh, I like that. That's very nice. Okay. So now with, you know, if I could wave my magic wand and I was in this position one day to help you with anything career-wise, what would it be? To get a part-time teaching role at a college or university. Brilliant. I say that to people because I've had like four podcast interviews. Um, they've called me a month later and said, how'd that happen? And one, of, one recent example I can give you is I interviewed the girls behind Chair Chatter. They're just these hilarious girls out of Woodbridge. They want to interview Donnie Wahlberg. And I said, guys, just say it, just declare it out loud. And then 11 days later, he got back to them and said, okay, we're going to do an interview. And now they're just trying to schedule it, but they're like, Nikki, do you know him? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. It's good, good, right? Yeah. I'm hella passionate about teaching because I dropped out of college my second year. And I feel like the traditional education system is fucked up. And so for me, I, I really love bringing real world experience to the class. Um, I guest lecture at Ryerson and George Brown um, and many other colleges and universities. And so, I mean, I do that from the heart. Um, I do it to give their teachers a break. I really, 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 really love connecting with young adults. I spend a great deal of time just listening and sitting in rooms with them. And so, yeah, like when I imagine my life moving forward, not only am I just, you know, running a successful company, but I'm, I'm making the time and being intentional with spending time with young adults and um, uh, lighting up classrooms in a meaningful way. That's good. That's so good. Yes. Yes. I could see that happening for you. Um, because I think right now, my husband and I always say, we don't know if post-secondary is going to be something when these kids grow up. Because these kids now have found a way to get on YouTube to learn what they want to learn, how they want to learn it, and older systems of partial education. And I kind of agree. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Are people going to pay for that in the future unless we change it? I don't know. So I think you'd make an amazing instructor at one of these schools. Thank you. Um, Sorry. Can I ask about your scholarship and how that came to be? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a mentorship program called New Girl on the Block. Um, I've mentored well over 200 women in 11 countries. Um, the scholarship really just came from the fact that people need money. People need resources. They need educational curriculums that are not taught one specific way. So like, it's really just an annual scholarship. I cut the check. It's not government funded. I personally take money out of my account and give it to a couple girls a year who have applied um, you know, whether you're in my mentorship program or not, um, doesn't matter as long as you convey how you would use the money in an essay, you, you have some references and, um, yeah, I mean, it's been great. Like I love receiving pictures and texts from the girls who have, um, won the money 
and uh, how they've used it to accelerate their business. But it doesn't even have to be business related. If you need books for school, if you need to pay for a class, like it doesn't matter how. Um, I just want to make sure that, you know, I always try to also hold my friends who are in positions of power and who have money and access. I hold them accountable too. like we all if we have it, we should share it. You know, and it, you know, maybe it's not a scholarship, maybe you help in another way, but I do feel like it's, you know, it's just a small way that I can, I can give back and plant a seed in someone's life because I had mentors who saw me on days when I didn't believe in myself. I have mentors who have been in my life for well over 10 years. So if I can spark that in someone, then I'm going to. Very brilliant. I, I appreciate that so much. And I think that, you know, something I joke around about a lot in my business is like superstars give. And the stories I want to tell are the stories of the people who are giving and how are they giving? That's kind of why I got into what I do, because I think the world needs these stories more, you know, what makes us more human? Exactly. Oh, that's very cool of you. Now, if I could ask you the pandemic and your work, have the two kind of collided in any way? Has it changed how you work? I mean, when the world is in shambles, my business does really well because everybody doesn't, they don't even know they need a ghostwriter until they need a ghostwriter. So um, my agency is called The Writer's Block and we help the leaders and doers who are shaping the future turn their personal stories into brand assets. Um, clients include celebrities, politicians, entertainers, and founders. And um, we specialize in books and keynote speeches. But as you can imagine, you know, the life cycle of our clients, it's, it spans years because they hire us for one thing. We end up doing every single thing in their catalog um, as their business and their brand evolves. So um, I'm, in a, I'm a, in a really great position. I'm a human diary. I'm a confidant. I'm a vault clients really do trust me and my team with their legacies. And so, yeah, like I absolutely love, especially the field that I'm in is male dominated um, and very white. And so, you know, to be a black woman who leads a ghostwriting agency in this space um, is really, really important to me because you have these large um, organizations that, you know, uh, WME, UTA, CAA, we could use a little bit of color up in here, you know? So I'm really excited um, to see, you know, what we can achieve. And I'm so, so appreciative um, and proud of myself for stepping forward because this shit is crazy. Like we're seeing a lot of people with power. We're seeing them abuse it. Um, we're also seeing the gift of attention and how much it's being wasted. And so um, my job is to create a safe space for my clients to really speak with their heart and really question what they believe in, what they're standing on and what they're fighting for. Oh, wow. Pollyanna, what does your agency charge to write a book? That depends. I mean, that really depends. And, and what we're also seeing right now is a lot of people are opting for self-published works, oh. much like the music industry. Um, a lot of independent artists don't feel like don't feel like they need a big machine yes, behind them. I see that. You know? Yeah. It's the same thing in publishing. I mean, I can talk about this a little bit in the face, but um, so we write self-published works and we also write works that are, um, you know, when clients want to pursue a book deal, I have a literary agent. She also helps broker those deals. Um, but yeah, so the, honestly, the fees can range depending on various factors, but it's, it's a, a healthy five-figure range. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, a lot of people approach me about getting a book completed and I'm like, 
it's not really my world, but I'll find somebody for you. So it's good that you're that world because I, I can connect so many people to you. <laughs> awesome. That would be great. Pollyanna. Okay. So on today is world mental health day. I think today is like, it's a good day for that, you know, and this is not going to air today, but when people listen to it, they'll know we chatted today. Is there a quote or a line you can leave the audience with? That's kind of like your, what do you say to yourself? You know, do you say anything to yourself that helps bring you back to being okay? Yeah. Um, I trust myself to figure it out. That's good. Yes. Yes. There've been many times I've said that when I was crying in my cubicle, when I used to work corporate, um, when I've been broke and on my knees praying to God, you know, any, any moments of frustration, fear, or anger, um, I trust myself to figure it out. Cause honestly, like in a lot of cases, like no one's coming to save you, you know what I mean? So you have to rest on your faith and you have to rest on yourself and really have that belief in yourself that you can figure it out. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Pollyanna, I feel like we're going to go for lunch after this. I'm just taking you <laughs> for lunch one day because we're just going to talk about more that we couldn't get into here. But thank you, Pollyanna, because you are a gem. And thank I didn't you. feel like interviewing anybody. And my team said, well, when are you going to start again? And I said, when I'm just talking to who I want to talk to, right. <laughs> I'm not doing anybody else. Good. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.mickeyinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.